Welcome to the Mom Podcast, where you will find wisdom, inspiration, and hopefully lots of humor. We are thankful for you joining us today on the adventure of motherhood. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. We are back for a new season. A new season. Yes. I'm ready. And we've got some special guests with us today to kick off this season. We sure do. And they have come all the way from well, California and Colorado. Colorado. I think that's probably our farthest traveler. We're more local. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think do many I get people prize? Yeah, you do. want you do. to come to Illinois. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a destination place. Although what? Chicago is. Chicago, Chicago is because we had MomCon there. Yeah. But, you know, the suburbs of Illinois... Mm. We're quaint. Well, side note, speaking of MomCon, did you feel like Chicago was a good... Did people enjoy Chicago? Oh, my goodness. Really? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. The Mom's Night Out was amazing. Oh, good. The food here... Incredible. You just never oh, know, because like following San Diego, San Diego was so great at the, where we were. Mm. Yeah, it was beautiful. I was like, ooh, I don't know. The we, ocean. No, but I think in Chicago where we were, it was great too. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys do the architectural, ar- architect- architectural tour? We did not get to do that. We did not. Yeah, we, we, were, teaching a, we were teaching oh. a workshop during that on, oh, oh finance. Oh. Finance and membership. That and membership. Oh, really so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so the next time you're here, we need to take you to Chicago and oh, take yes. you to you really all the fun that. places. Yeah. Everybody raved about the architectural tour, though. It was so it good. Was. It did not disappoint. We, we, we went to here. two and that we weekend. And we lived here, um, how old am I? How many? Many years. <laughs> and I've never been on one. What? Had you before? Yes, I oh, had. My okay. friend had lived in Chicago, so I went with oh, her. I, literally, my whole life, and I've never gone on one. Oh my and we gosh. went on two that weekend. So I'm we so went one with the VIPs, and then we mm-hmm. went on another because our friend Candace, it was her birthday. So it was a sailboat. It was a sailboat. A tour. big sailboat. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah. It's kind of fun being a tourist like a, in your own city. Like a pirate. Correct. He was yes. very yeah. funny. Like I really recommend yeah. it. He it was, was hilarious. He was very funny. I got to put very the sails flirtatious up. Also, yeah, it's a bit of fun. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I like to be flirtatious. So it's <laughs> it worked out. I'm like, we're all a bunch of moms. Uh, no, yeah, you're oh like, you're not gosh. getting anything here, bud. We're all. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Well, we would love since we have you here. We had an evening with you guys at the Dessert and Data, mm. where we got to talk about stats in the Barna study and what the new things at MOPS International are happening, but we'd like to first each know about you guys. So could you guys share about where you live, your, your names, family, your names? I don't think we introduced I know yet. people are just and your position. our voices. Can you guess who I am? <laughs> Everyone knows who That's, we are just no, by our voices. We are so time. famous. <laughs> so famous. Oh you are so famous. I, uh, we'll no. put up like a text box and you have to guess at the end. Don't tell me your names. No, I'm just kidding. Introduce yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'd love to. So, hey, everyone listening. I am Sarah Ferraro, and um, I have served on staff for four years. Um, I have a huge heart for MOPS mm-hmm. because it changed my life, as I'm sure that it has touched many of you. Um, and I led a group for 10 years, which was bittersweet. I just passed that baton. Oh, so crazy. 10 years. 10 years. That is amazing. A decade. I know. Yeah. I feel like you guys have similar story mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Um, but I have three kiddos. I have a 14-year-old, a 11-year-old. Boy, girl. And a 7-year-old. Okay, 14-year-old, and he just turned 14. Boy. Then I have Trinity, who's 11, mm. and then Lucas, who is seven. Oh, 
And I live in Southern California, so it's a bit cold here in Chicago. <laughs> she is wearing a jacket. I am definitely wearing a big coat. <laughs> I, I don't like being cold. And I'm always cold. So, <laughs> it's cold. oh my gosh! But yeah, that's me. Unless you have another question, no less. But we can. Yeah. But um, at being on staff, what does yeah. your position look like? Oh yeah. So my position, I have served um, as a membership manager for the last four years. But with that, I've kind of served on different teams along the way too. There was a time I served on leadership experience, and we kicked off those mama meetups, which were online communities mm. when COVID hit. But then I made a switch, and I serve on our development team as well. Development is a fancy word for fundraising, is what we always like to say. <laughs> but now we are able to just do really impactful work of raising money for a mission that we fully believe in mm-hmm. that has changed you know personal lives and work with our donors which mm-hmm. has been such an honor honestly mm-hmm. to be able to just hear people's stories dive in relationship with them know how to pray for them mm-hmm. and just be able to partner with them in this mission called mops yes so that's, that's me awesome yeah. awesome dang that was so good <laughs> And now you get I to just want to say, I Jess, I know I'm saying your name, but oh. you have a really good uh, podcast voice. Oh, oh I do. Like very okay, so funny. <laughs> my husband always gets told he should be on the radio. Oh, so maybe, maybe should both he is rubbing radio. off on me. Maybe you should start your own couples podcast <laughs> on marriage. I'm not sure what we'd talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We're polar opposites. That's probably yeah. what we talk about. Oh, yeah, and how exactly. you navigate being polar opposites. Yeah, Wait, there you go. tell me how you're polar opposites. Yeah. Um, so he is very black and white Okay. and he is, so he works for a major finance organization. That is like the epitome of what I never want to do is like be in a, in a business where you like just feel like a number. And I hate to say that because he doesn't just feel like a number, but like I've always only worked for small nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Um, because I really like to make, I really like to know that I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. Not that mm-hmm. he doesn't make a difference in the work that he does, but like he has 3,500 people just at his campus in Colorado mm-hmm. at where he yeah. works. So we are just very different business-minded people, very different parenting. He is very, very strict with our kids. And I would say that I'm a little bit I'm staying at home with my mm-hmm. kids for so many years, you just have to let a lot of things go. Yes. yes. So I think that just like day-to-day life, we're best friends, but we recognize that we're best friends because we're so different and mm-hmm. we can like play off of each other. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. You got to have both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell us about your family, your yes. kids. Yes. So my name is Jess Bowler. Oh, yeah. Yes. And her name. <laughs> Um, yes, and I have two kiddos. I have my son, Miles, who is eight, and my daughter, Marley, who is six. Um, do you call them the M&M's? So we cute. do call them M&M's. Aww, and awesome. I have really wanted them to dress up as M&M's for yes, Halloween, yes. but they... They won't do it? No, they never have done it. They are very adamant about what their Halloween costumes are every year. Um, so I think maybe as teenagers, we're going to have to make it happen one <laughs> yes. day and that will be the best age to do it because yeah. it will be the most embarrassing. Yes. Um, yeah, so we do a column, our M&Ms and they, we live in Colorado. I'm a native of Colorado as is my husband. Okay. Um, always I, Denver or? So I have always lived South of Denver. Okay. I went to school in Boulder though. So that was okay. like the one time I, I ventured North. Outward. Yeah. 
<laughs> ventured north <laughs> for my college. Yeah. Um, and I am also on staff at the Mom Co. by Mops International. I have been on staff for almost two years in the development department. We put the fun in fundraising. <laughs> yeah, um, you do. That's a good tagline right there. Yeah. I think I, I need like a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you totally should make a t-shirt. I think it should be like something on your Instagram account where you write underneath, like, you know, where they have your profiles. We bring the fun to fundraising. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. I like you guys it. should start your own Instagram Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The fun Start doing really funny reels like we have. It's fun. Yeah. Summer loves it. No, I know. You guys are phenomenal. We do. Maybe we should like, do that. You're going to make me do what now? Getting ideas. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Sarah really explained well what we do on the development team. Yeah. But I think that my favorite part about working with donors is just making sure that they understand the impact that they're truly having on every mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is truly, I love that I get to talk about how MOPS has impacted me and that is the easiest thing Mm -hmm. that I can do and it just happens to be my job. Um, So telling, being able to tell my story, stories from my MOPS group and now stories from around the world Mm -hmm. that we get to hear on a daily basis is such a treasure it's such a gift and to be able to share that with donors who are making that happen is it's the best job ever so it's really really awesome yeah Yeah. so as you know this podcast has kind of revolved around mops and our listeners have heard us talk about mops for years Hmm. however there's been a little bit of exciting change and i think you just alluded to it but maybe so we're changing the name. Not we. I'm not involved. But they oh, are changing are the name. Yes. Um, so maybe you it's guys could talk deal. a little bit about that and the reason behind it. And- yes. So, gosh, really, you guys, first and foremost, I think it's important for us to just say what's not changing. Mm. And so the mission is not changing, and our faith and value statements Mm -hmm. is not changing. Mm -hmm. We exist um, to bring moms community and ultimately point them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So with that said, you know, it's interesting to just look over really the last 10 years MOPS had kind of been thinking about just what would a rebrand look like. And so the last four years is when we really did a deep dive and were able to kind of do research. We did focus groups, um, just really deciding, okay, is the name serving us well Mm -hmm. with where we're at? And so when you look at the name Mops, right, what do we think of, friends? (laughs) If you hear Mops and you're not affiliated, especially with us at all, you think of a mop. Right? Yeah. right, and most I, I moms. Mean, I have to admit, anytime I told them about, it, I probably just said it's a mom's group. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you wouldn't yeah. even exactly. use the name. But then, exactly. even if you then said, "Okay, it's Mops," and you broke it down, it stands yes. for Mothers of Preschoolers. And that does not define mm-hmm. Mops. We yeah. are serving all moms now, mm-hmm. so it still didn't encompass who we serve. To take it a step further, you know, we clearly we have become international, and so actually, a really cool stat is that we are now in eighty-seven different countries. It's amazing. Yay! which is incredible, but we found out that in Germany, get ready for it, okay? (laughs) In Germany, the word mops means boobs, breasts. So weird. (laughs) Kind of appropriate, since we're a mothering community, but not, right? (laughs) Well, they're important. I know. (laughs) They feed children. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, okay, we cannot continue on with this name. And so the board just was able to get more and more on board with this whole concept of a name change. And so um, 
with that, another piece of insider information really fast, and I will let Jess speak as well. Um, it is so cool, I think, to just watch God do his thing. Because every Wednesday, our staff, we will have like a staff prayer time. And we were actually getting really discouraged because every time we would go to a trademarker with a potential new name, it would get denied. Mm. And that's part of the battle, right? Like there are so many people out there trying to potentially serve mom community, but we really wanted the name to have the word mom in it because it was so clear. But just name after name after name, deny, deny, deny. So that Wednesday, we had all very specifically as a staff prayed Mm. for the name Mm -hmm. and really just kind of gave an open hand of like, God, you are in this, we believe this, mm-hmm. and you are faithful. And so I can't remember exact timeline, I might mess it up, but I think it was literally like two hours maybe after that, Mandy got an email yeah. and the trademarker had found this name. He said, you're not gonna believe it, but you can have the name Momco if you want it. Awesome. And it was just like mic drop, right? You're like, God is so cool. And Momco really stands for mom community. Mm-hmm because that's what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. We are developing communities and circles of women all around the world. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, this can only be the Lord. Yeah, And it was just really cool to be a part of it. I think to just even be on staff during this time has been pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a pivotal time for our organization. We've been around for 50 years. We just celebrated um, our 50th anniversary. And now we all kind of just feel that passion of like, let's go. Mm -hmm. Like we want to cast our net further and meet moms where they're at, all moms. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little bit about just the name change and the reason behind it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything to add, Jess? I would just say that I think that the name, on a personal note, the name change came at an interesting time in in my life because I had just quote unquote graduated my MOPS group, came on staff at MOPS International. And my very first day, we had a staff retreat. And the first thing that was said was, by the way, we're changing our name eventually. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like I was kind of like taken aback. Yeah. Um, but the more that we spoke about it as a staff, it just made so much more sense to make sure that we weren't excluding anyone. And I think yeah. our name mm-hmm. was excluding a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, a, lot, a lot of women who didn't understand that they could be a part of this community outside of the preschool years, yeah. whether that be before the preschool years. Yeah, a lot. I don't yeah. know. Preschool. Preschooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my kids are both in elementary school, and so I felt like I was like on the trajectory of like being out. My church does not have a mom's next. Um, so really, I didn't have that community anymore. So when we changed the name, it was so pivotal in my life because my kids are at a school. We are at a non-faith-based charter school in South Denver, and I meet a lot of moms who do not know Jesus, mm. and I meet a lot of moms who need community. Yeah. And these are moms that still have the opportunity to walk into a church and have community and meet Jesus in this season of life, even though they don't have preschoolers. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's amazing because now I can tell these women, friends that in my season of life, there's still an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to yes. do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important. Um, and 
truly just brings, you know, we have this tagline, like we're here for every mom. Now we really are here for mm-hmm. every mom. Yes. Yes. So, um, so it really came at a very nice time mm-hmm. for yes. me because yeah. it really wasn't a season where I felt like I had lost my mops group. And mm-hmm. now that's mm-hmm. not the case, right? Well, yeah. it was so interesting. And when I had my third child, it, she was a surprise. And one of the things my mom said to me was, you get to stay in mops. You know, right? yeah. it was so like, cause that was, um, we didn't want to leave mops. Right. Yeah. Our first um, mops, it was as soon as your kid graduated kindergarten, mm-hmm. they had to do a mop. Like how said, horrible is like that? Like an actual no. mop. Like, you're oh, graduating. No. oh my gosh. Oh That's my actually gosh. really cute. Though. I mean, to be funny. It's, it's cute. To be funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but you're so like, when we started, we're like, nobody graduates. We'll no. keep yeah. you forever. Yeah. So well, we and, tried to have a mixture yeah. of different ages, and it w- it took a little bit yeah. to get there, but now. Yeah, we tried just a table. But right. then, yeah, we kind of Then we intermixed it, and now our mom's next group. Our evening group is like Actually at 70 women. Bigger than our maps are around the ages of 40 and up. Yeah. But they, I think that stage of life, you still need others. Like it's a yeah. different That's what I was just challenge. Touch on. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think yeah. for anyone listening right now that has younger kids, please hear the fact that, oh my gosh, those are such yes. challenging years mm-hmm. and because you're exhausted. And so I'm not minimizing that no. at all. So many However, physical needs. So many yeah. physical yeah. needs. When you become a mom of school age kids and the way that our world and our culture is today, mm-hmm. we are definitely facing way more conversations, I think, that we have to have much earlier yes. than we ever thought we would yes. with our kids. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to navigate really how to give them the right tools to navigate mm-hmm. the the internet and and phones and apps and boundaries and mm-hmm. there's just it's endless. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely feel yeah. like I even need it more right? now than ever. Yeah. And to be able to meet with other moms that are maybe even just having a struggling child mm-hmm. um, and be able to talk through it. And we always say, right, it's those me too's that happen around the table yeah. mm-hmm. that help you feel seen. But we also don't want to be stuck in those me too's. We want mm-hmm. um, to have resources yes. and be able to propel forward right. um, so that our kids can thrive. Yes. Or having someone, our personal trainer is like, a few years ahead of us. So yeah. we love to pick her brain to be like, okay, so this is coming. Like what's happening here? How should we handle this situation? And mm. it's important to have those mentors yeah. or just know someone's yeah. gone before just you. A community mm-hmm. that is um, some before, some behind, you yeah. know, a mixture of that is so important. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, Mom, co- I'm gonna try. Even last night, it was like, do I say mops? Mops I next. Know, it's mom. definitely it's a soft launch too, right? Like okay, we have yeah. officially changed. Not till April. When is it? April. Okay. April yeah. is like when we would really hope that groups are adopting okay. Okay, the question. new. Well, that's when our website switches too. Our, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole as a whole, it's called Mom Co. So if you have a small group at your church, is that still called a mops to and moms next or? They will be called mm. Momco groups. They will be called Momco, Momco. Okay. groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, as far as logistically, like if you have a group, you will get to decide um, what you want the verbiage to be on the search engine, right? Okay. Because just think about that. Anyone can type in a zip code. Your group's going to pop up. Your Momco group will pop up. Mm-hmm. But within that, you can say, you know, we have tables specifically for maybe moms of littles or okay. moms mm-hmm. of school age kids. Okay. Each leader is going to really be able to kind of design that. Okay. Um, the hope would be, though, we want every Momco group to be welcome to yes. all moms and oh, to yes. create space mm-hmm. for that. So mm-hmm. being organized enough to be yeah. able to 
group women Mm -hmm. at the right table, right? Because that's where it really happens, the discussion. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a universal speaker, Mm -hmm. the discussion is going to look so different for moms of littles versus for moms of school-age kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So MomCo, you guys (laughs) decided to do this study. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. like, what was the mission behind this study or purpose? Yes, so we partnered with the Barna Group, mm-hmm. um, who's very well known, especially it's a research organization. And this is the very first post-COVID research on the state of motherhood. Wow. And so this is powerful. It's also heartbreaking yeah. and vulnerable and yeah. real. But we need to face the hard things. We needed to know, okay, what is the state of moms mm-hmm. so that we can better know how to Okay. Meet them where they're at. But also, really, this is an opportunity for us to hopefully get a mom co group in every church mm, out there yes. and to show up to pastors and say, hey, here's the stats. They don't lie. Here's mm-hmm. the state of the women mm-hmm. within your church. Mm-hmm. And here's how we can come alongside you and partner mm-hmm. with you and um, be able to meet their needs. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need a mom co. Yeah. The truth That's of the awesome. matter, I think, in a post COVID world, especially, mm-hmm. is that. Pastors can struggle with the fact of bringing on another ministry, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of pastors are very hesitant to bring on a Mops, Mom's Next, Momco group because they think it's going to be more work for them. Mm. And so the Barna research really points to the fact that you need this in your church because you're not serving the moms where they're at. And to be honest, it's not going to be more work for you to have these groups. It's actually going to be something that can grow your church, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can bring people that the unreached through the doors of the church Mm -hmm. that a lot of Bible studies can't accomplish. Church on Sunday can't accomplish. This This is really a method to show churches and pastors why they need momco at their church Mm -hmm. because the truth of the matter is is that that's something that we're seeing across the nation like the percentage of churches that mops is in right now is so low you guys Mm -hmm. so low and you wouldn't think that no like especially in the like so i come from the suburbs of denver it feels like every church has a mops group Mm -hmm. but when you the amount of calls that we get of moms being like I have to drive an hour to the nearest mm-hmm. mops group. Like that's something that we don't want. We don't yeah. want any right. barriers for a mom to be able to mm-hmm. walk into a church. Yeah. But the first, before a mom can walk into a church to a mops group, you have to get that church and pastor on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. research is <laughs> yeah. really designed yeah. for them to understand yeah. how we as a ministry can be helping them reach these moms. Yeah. Um, so. I think for you guys, I just want to applaud that you guys are looking at society. Hmm. Um, I think sometimes we can get lost in like, you know, our mission, but like how we've always done things, right? Mm-hmm. But I love how you guys are looking at society, looking at the culture, looking at moms and saying, okay, we'll pivot in how we do things. We'll stay true to the mission, but we're going to make it so that every mom is not left behind, that mm-hmm. they're welcomed into a group. So I just, mm-hmm. I, the study just, um, I just was really encouraged by it because I'm like, yes, they are looking at the culture and our world and what's going on and they're they're meeting the needs of the moms. And then, mm-hmm. you know, this also helps with pastors to understand moms. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I just think well, that was and amazing. How often do churches just kind of like set in their ways and yeah. how things yeah. are done and how I think it's great that you're like, okay, well, let's actually see what this stats say right. <laughs> or like what's truly happening out there and i think it's important it's a reminder too i think you know because they might think oh well we have a mom's bible study at yeah. our church already yes. so we don't need the mom co well we are not a bible study right yeah. we are an outreach mm-hmm. and it is this opportunity for it's the the non-threatening way i always say this it's so non-threatening for a non-believer to step onto a church campus mm-hmm. or even maybe a believer that got burned by the church mm-hmm. um and it's just this beautiful way to just welcome in every mom. And we talked about this a lot last night, just with the desserts and data, and that through the research, we know that if we resource the mom and we equip the mom and we pour into the mom, then that just makes her a better mom yes. and wife. And so yep. it spills out Friend, onto her family. And so mm-hmm. then we're not just always focused on the mom. I mean, that is like our niche, obviously, but because it pours out, then mm-hmm. we are cultivating healthy thriving families yeah yeah which is what we want right yeah Mm -hmm. and and for the spouse too like it pours out onto her spouse and her kids and so that's what really lights my fire too i think of just Mm -hmm. to keep going Mm -hmm. because it it doesn't stay with the mom Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. and especially if she encounters jesus Mm -hmm. we've always said that is exponential evangelism Yeah. yeah was there a stat that was most surprising to you or I don't know that they were surprising to okay. me. They were more of like, yep, or sounds like about right. Heart wrenching, I think, for me is the one where I think it was 79% of moms said that they worry they drink too much. Mm-hmm. And whether it's drinking or numbing out on social media or TV, I think that we are just living in this current state mm-hmm. where the, the numbing is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that is something that I just want to tear the wall down right because that is not setting up the mom to be her best self right right? I feel like that cultivates anger and impatience and so all of it and we're all guilty of phones and different things like that but the Mm -hmm. drinking one really I think breaks my heart and Mm -hmm. I've seen it firsthand and that really COVID unleashed I think just already Mm-hmm. hardships and issues yeah. and just amplified them to the surface but say. what about mm-hmm. you Jess what was the stat that you the stats that speak to me are the ones that I have experienced mm-hmm. for myself I think um and the one that Mandy was talking about last night only one in five moms feel like they are meaningfully contributing to the yes, world that one That's stuck so cool. out to mm-hmm. me. only like, one in five world And I was this mom. Mm. Like when I was in the thick of postpartum depression with both of my kids, I truly felt like, quote unquote, just being a mom was not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, That I had truly lost my identity um, and that I wasn't doing anything for our community. Um, I wasn't, I had, you know, I decided to stay at home when my daughter was born be a stay-at-home mom and with that paired with the postpartum depression I was part of that four and five that Mm -hmm. truly felt like they were not Mm -hmm. meaningfully contributing um and I look back on that time and I wish I could shake that that Mm -hmm. mom and say just by you being at home with these kids and being their mom like that is your calling Mm -hmm. that's you contributing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so uh, to me 
that is where Mops really stepped in for me and made me remember that being a mom is the calling. Mm-hmm. Being a mom is the meaningfully the meaningful way you are contributing. And that is more than enough, mm-hmm. way more than enough. Um, but I wish I could see that in the fog of motherhood back then, yeah. and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Mops really going to Mops really reminded me that this is God's beautiful gift to me is to yeah. be a mom. It helps know? lift the fog. Um, so I don't know how I would have come out of that if it were not for joining Mops. Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to those those stats that Barna really came came out with. It really does. It really makes you realize that, like, I was some of those people, mm-hmm. but I am now on the other side mm-hmm. of it because of the community and um, everything that Mops has mm-hmm. brought to my life. Really fast, too. Actually, another stat came to my mind that we talked about last night, and I think it was 80% of moms say that they are striving to be a perfect mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mandy makes the best point because she's like, who here wants to hang out with somebody yeah. that seems totally perfect, perfect and have it all together? No, thank you. Yeah. No one. Yeah. So then why are we striving to be that? Mm-hmm. So really as a, a pause and an encouragement to anyone that's listening, mm-hmm. right? Like we are never going to be perfect and striving for perfection actually, I think in the end, um, makes us miss what's happening right in front of us. And so... Don't be so focused on tasks and just this idea of perfectionism, because I've always said this too, and it's so depressing, but it's the truth. Our tasks and our to-do lists literally are never going to end. Never. Mm. Ever. Mm. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I want to hear. But like, soak it in and be freed by that. Yeah. Yeah. Stop striving for the perfection get on the ground, play with your kids, even if it's setting a timer for 15 minutes. I know that for moms, sometimes they're like, I don't want to play with my kids. It's so hard. Believe me, I was that mom. It was so hard. I'm like, I have way too much to do (laughs) right now. The other day, and I said, not playing with your kids doesn't make you a bad mom. It really doesn't. (laughs) But it's okay to set a timer, too, of like 10 to 15 minutes, because you know it's going to fill up their cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I think we all just need to collectively remember we are not striving for perfection. No, we're all just trying Mm -hmm. to do And if we do, we will always fail. I joke around, instead of putting money away for college, I said, I'm putting money away for counseling. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like, there's so many things where you're like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm really Doing trying. The best but you there's, can. You can't, you know, yeah. and you yeah. can't meet all needs. You can't, you just mm-hmm. can't. No, right. you got to take that weight off your shoulders. Yeah. And you really got to hand it over to God, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, say I'm sorry and all of yeah. those things. But yeah. there's... That's yeah. what he wants. He wants to do it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wrote down some of the stats. Okay, so 85% want to be the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. Um, 85% of moms hold um, the household purchases. Mm-hmm. We're the influencers. <laughs> 89, or 89% of moms look to other moms for advice. Hmm. 43 of moms in the U.S. are the family's breadwinner. That was surprising to me. That was actually the first time I had heard that last night. That's almost half. That's That's pretty big, too. I mean, it's kind of Mm -hmm. so many. And that's what we're running into with our Moms Next group because it's not during the day. Yes. And our Mops group Mm -hmm. is much smaller, and I think, because so many had to go back Mm -hmm. to work. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in that statistic. Yeah. I hate it. I'm waiting for someone to win the lottery. (laughs) She tells me all the time. She's like, go make money. Lots of money. (laughs) So I can stop working. I love it. That's so funny. Uh, What else? One-fourth taking antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Uh, three times 
more women have left the church at mm-hmm. a higher rate than men. That was also That's a staggering one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what that is. Yeah, That's, why? Is it like church hurt type of thing or what's causing them to want to leave the church? I, I mean, within the research alone, too, I think that that's kind of our ploy of like, this is why you need a mom co at yeah. your church, because I think that's evidence that maybe the church is not meeting the mom. Yeah, that's exactly where she's at. That's exactly what and it so, is. Mm. And again, I think um, the church sometimes want women to serve. Was a it lot Mandy too. that told the story about serving? Well, she was making and, the point of, you know, moms, depending on the season of mothering that you're in, yeah. you are home, you're making the coffee, you're doing the tasks, you're keeping mm-hmm. up house, you're doing all these things. And if you're exhausted and empty, yeah. then to come to church and then be asked Here, to serve in childcare, to make the coffee, yeah. to do yeah. these events. I thought that now, was really fascinating. Those aren't bad things because we want to have a heart of service. Right. Yeah. However, if there's a mom that just needs to be poured into, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what, where you need to meet her at. Yeah. I thought that was huge because I remember when I came here first, obviously being a teacher, the first thing they assumed, oh, go with it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am with kids all yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. don't want to be with kids mm-hmm. I need more. a break. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. But like take the time to really get to know that mom and see like, oh, where she her heart would really serve better. Yeah. And where's her capacity at? Right. Yeah. right? Like I, you grow capacity. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean. Feel like when I had one child and I was a stay-at-home mom, and I did, I'm like, what the heck mm-hmm. did yeah. I do with myself? Why did I think this was so hard? Because yeah. it is though, because you're having to take care of a human being. Right? It's like yeah. so mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then now to work full t- time and I homeschool part time, like it's just madness, right? And three kids later, you're like, wow. Okay, you do grow capacity. Yep, you do. Figure it out. True. So yeah, but yeah. we really need to meet the mom where she's at. Yeah. And, so and that's I think a huge there's part. so that's many huge. more gifts that a woman can offer and mm-hmm. do, and it's just finding where she loves, where's her passion, serving, yeah, and where is a place where her passion is and that brings life to her. I yeah. think that's really key. Mm-hmm. So and not yeah. guilting moms for saying no to things. Mm-hmm. Something that's really important, I think, is like being able to say no to something that's really good to say yes to something that's better for you. And so I think that so many times moms feel guilty, women in general feel guilty about saying no. And so if they're being asked to do something, Mm -hmm. I mean, that can be really hard for them to say no to someone because it makes them feel like, well, I'm not giving back then. Well, no, you're allowed to say no to something Mm -hmm. that's still really good. Someone else is going to have that gift and step in and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have seasons. Yes. Yeah. When I'm older and my kids are out of the house and I want to hold babies, Mm -hmm. I will be there. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Holding all the babies. Holding all the babies. Yeah. So it's easier to leave the church rather than to have to be guilted into spending more time. Yeah. Sad, well, but. I thought it was interesting, too, and I can't remember if we talked about last night, but at MomCon, mm. they were talking about connection. Like, mm. women, mm-hmm. the most important thing to them on a Sunday when they're at church, it's not the sermon, it's not worship, it's the connection with the people around them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting because, you know, so many people just walk in and walk out, but women long for the connection mm. with other people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, a Sunday service doesn't necessarily have much connection i mean it does mm-hmm. and it doesn't mm-hmm. if you get to know people but momco provides that connection yes where you sit next to someone you see them at church mm-hmm. you have that connection that bond yeah so i just thought that was very interesting because you would think sermon would be up there worship would be mm. up there but connection connection so, yeah and just having that confidant like friend right yes. friendship 
is mm-hmm. what is going to actually help decrease some of these steps mm-hmm. because it does help lower anxiety and depression yeah. and all of these different things. Yeah. So it's really combating the loneliness yes. factor. And they were talking about if you had a confidant, your depression was lower yeah. mm-hmm. than if you didn't have that community. Like that's, God has designed us for yes. relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so thankful we learned all this stuff. Like, what can we take away as a small group here? Mm. How can we use this? What do you guys have any advice or? Yeah, well, I think, you know, just going back to the fact that now we are the mom co Mm -hmm. and just the vision and the heart to truly reach all moms. Mm -hmm. I would encourage current groups to adopt that, Mm -hmm. um, to really lean into it and not be afraid. I think, um, for groups that maybe are have really just been moms of littles, mm-hmm. it can feel maybe hard to then want to welcome in moms of school age kids. Mm-hmm. But set the bar high on connection, low on production, guys. Yes. Like it yeah. does not need to be mm-hmm. a big deal. And women will come, and you basically just put them at a table together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else that I was going to touch on too, and I totally just lost my train of thought on it, which is just what, the way things work, right? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice too. So let's let Jess talk yeah. for a minute, and I'll come back. <laughs> no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I I spoke earlier about how the church that I did mops at does not have a mom's next, and yeah. so. I think in part with this research paired with the rebrand, I think it was beautiful timing to happen together Mm -hmm. because it's really showing churches that we need to be investing in these women for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. We need to be, I hear so many times, so many of the donors that we work with are mentor moms. Mm -hmm. And I hear so many times from mentor moms like, I still need community too. Mm -hmm. I still need a mentor. So that's the beautiful thing about this. Like the sky is the limit at this point. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see how MomCo groups take this and Mm -hmm. make it their own. Mm -hmm. Make it so where they have groups that are serving needs for every mom. There's a church in South Denver that has so has done this so beautifully um and they have groups for moms with kids with special needs Mm. they have groups for just single moms they have groups for um working moms and so i think that that's the beauty of the mom co is that we really can you can make it your own at the church you can still have the mops you can still have the moms next but you can even go deeper than that Mm -hmm. and you can create these really amazing like niche groups that are really serving these women in these special seasons or these special circumstances Mm -hmm. that they're in. Yeah. To give a little plug, actually, as she's talking about that, most people don't even realize within your membership too, you can go to the member site and we have curriculum called the collectives. And so we have specific six-week studies that are um, specified for moms with kids of special needs, Mm -hmm. for the working mom, for the single mom, or um, yeah, for the single mom. We even have one that does speak more into anxiety. And so those are a great resource mm-hmm. too that I don't mm-hmm. think current groups realize they could tap into yeah. in addition to what you're doing on the normal Tuesday or Thursday evening. But I think that's a beautiful thing about the mom code too, as you were talking about how women have different gifts. Mm-hmm. It arises new leaders. Yeah. So 
talk about that too. Mm -hmm. If you are a leader and you're feeling the overwhelmed and you are thinking, oh my gosh, like starting all these extra groups, like I don't have time for this. Reach out to your current mom community that's right in front of you and and give them this space. They could even start just like an in-home six-week on-the-side study Mm -hmm. with one of these collectives. Mm -hmm. And it's again, it's giving them opportunity to use their gifts um, in addition to their mothering gifts, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it really, we thrive, I think, even more when we are giving the opportunities to use other gifts that God has given us. Yes. The one thing I was going to say, too, and this just came to mind, I think it's so important that as leaders, even people that are in MOPS or Moms Next, Next groups that are not leaders, tell your pastors about the impact yes. that your group mm-hmm. is having. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was listening to Summer and Ryan speak last night at Desserts and Data, one of our board members um, at MOPS was there with us, and she leaned over and she was like, man, Ryan needs to go on a tour for all pastor- <laughs> pastors Very true. to yeah. tell them the impact of MOPS. Here's the thing. That would be amazing, but that's not doable. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, as the mom, mm-hmm. need to be telling your pastor stories mm-hmm. yeah, and identifying women that can even share their story with your elder board or yeah. um, this, the, you know, the associate pastors at your church. I just really encourage you to really educate your pastors mm-hmm. about what MOPS is doing for your yeah. group yeah. because that's the way that they're going to enable it to grow as well. Mm-hmm. Need their support. Definitely. Yes, I know um, around Christmas time, we always make the invitation to moms to come to the Christmas Eve service mm. because we're like, well, if they're yeah. spiritually, you know, wherever they're at, it's a good way to bridge them into the church. And I mm-hmm. think pastors need to understand this is a bridge. Mm-hmm. This is the front porch. This is where we're bringing them into church, mm-hmm. into a Sunday morning. I know we're not a Bible study, uh, but it is. there's a purpose behind it. Yeah. And sometimes people just need a gentle, like a slower move towards mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so I think it's beautiful. Um, yeah, and don't be discouraged if it takes time. Yes, yeah. it can no, take a few years. It's going, guys. it's going to take time, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Like that's all in God's timing, yeah, right? right. So. We just right. did. We're like, we'll do a play group and see who shows up. And like thirty mom, five oh mom show up. We're like, okay, see, <laughs> yeah. told you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. You just do what you can to make it work mm-hmm. and have patience. Yes, yeah. and I really like my encouragement for someone who is like on the fence about starting a group, look at your friend group. Because I think like banding together, like Barkley and I got to do that together. And it yeah. was like such a fun way. I don't know. It didn't yeah. feel and there, hard. We weren't or, alone because there was like, I don't know, there was probably five or six there of us. There was five, six key people like, who we were made that tight and wanted go. it badly. Mm. Yes. And so and we loved we hanging out and together and yeah. we loved doing life together. Yeah. But it was like nice to have that group to to help yeah mm-hmm. yeah because Absolutely. like let's be honest as moms things come up and things you can't always be present in that if you have a sick kid you have mm-hmm. this or that it's like nope we got Life. each other we yeah. can do yeah. this yeah so so but, cool yeah. but thank you guys for taking no, time thank you guys thanks for having us yeah so, so fun, fun to be in person too I yeah to this, this is a, this <laughs> is amazing guys yeah, I'm glad Love it worked it. out yeah. yeah very fun yeah. well I guess All right. that's it well, See you later. Talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.